were bad, but now they're okay. Only me or my, you're the apple of my eye, girl. I never loved one like you. Found you hiding here, so won't you take my hand, darling? There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular, Lar. I am your host, Base Surfing 18, and we've reached the end of season six. We're done. We finished Yay. it. We're Weird. at the end. This is the wrap up podcast for season six, where we go over season six and talk about it a little bit as a whole. And my returning guests are old pros who can figure out the order on air of how they want to introduce themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kay. I'm Black John Lennon on Tumblr. And Killer Queen 80 on the archive. And I just woke up, so I'm not fully here. <laughs> Hi, I'm Snarky Hag. Um, that's it. That's just me everywhere. And everywhere. And, and I've been up for a while. Uh, <laughs> me too, but it's also 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I probably, have so. the children who wake up le stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-uh. All right, so hey, so now that we've reached the end of season six, um, what are you guys' feelings about the season? You know, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with you. It wasn't bad. It was. I agree. It wasn't, I it wasn't agree. the ending I'd hoped for, but I didn't hate it, and I had some great moments. I agree. It it wasn't bad. Um. It did, there's a couple things that I'm still not totally happy with, and there's some choices that they made where I was like, mm, excuse me, no, this season is for fandom. We don't exactly. care. <laughs> we don't care about what you want. Um, and we got a lot of that, but, you know, I'm greedy, and so I wanted more. Um, but I think I think overall it, it holds up as a season. Um, 
it's a very tight season. I wish it had one, maybe two more episodes so that um, when we get to some of the episodes that I might complain about, it won't feel like, oh my God, there's only so much time. What are you doing? Go, go, go. Yeah. Um, I well, But I do, I do think that the, I think the structure is fine and they actually like, they had a plan, mm. which, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's new for them. It is new for them. <laughs> they forgot about having a plan for a while. Um, I think I think they did a lot of things right, and the things that they did that are not great are like me being finicky. I'm just being finicky. Yeah, and I think that the one the things that I thought they weren't great were just me being right. <laughs> yeah, sure. There's that too. They're also someone's wrong. Someone's wrong Someone on network. Wrong TV. on the internet. Um, well. I did bring this up and when we did the um, podcast on Blaine's arc, so I feel like it's more appropriate to bring it up here. Mm-hmm. And it's a feeling I've had since that wretched ending of How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. And then hearing everyone complaining about the ending of like Game of Thrones and just other shows over the years. I feel like sometimes showrunners, when they start their shows, they have an end point in mind of like how they want to end it. However, stories and shows change over time. When you like when Glee started, they expected that Glee was going to be a show about Will Schuster, this failed performer who decided to take over the Glee Club, and it was going to be about him and mm-hmm. his crazy wife and and you know his battles with Sue and Figgins being ineffectual. And about halfway through season one, that show ceased to exist because that's not what people latched onto people latched on to the kids and as the show progressed it became less and less about sue and about will and i think that yes they had to change their original ending obviously because Corey passed away but this whole like going back to season one to end it that wasn't the show that existed anymore that wasn't the show that people were watching the people that were watching season one weren't watching the show anymore and so it felt like they were trying to stick to this theme that was no longer the show that or the story they were telling so then we got stuck with a crap ton of sue a ton of will where characters that had been around for a long time that people cared about got kind of dropped to the wayside and I feel, I mean, obviously I'm lucky because I like Blaine, I like Clean, I like Mercedes, and they got a little bit of something. But then there's other characters like Sam, who got the strangest storyline, and then, you know, other characters that just were dropped off the face of the earth to go back to a story that no one was asking for and not wrap up the story that they started telling around season two. So I kind I was thinking about this earlier and I kind of agree in some points and disagree in some points about this because as you said um yes they definitely had to change their original ending but I don't see it necessarily as like with how I met your mother they wrote that ending in season 2 and never changed anything and then their show changed and changed and changed and then they got to the end and it was horrible and we all could agree on that Whereas well, I, think- I mean i have to say after experiencing the final season and the the finale episode of how I met your mother i was i was nervous that glee was going to be able to pull out something oh, yeah. decent and um you know i think i have 
I have critiques. I have quibbles. But I think mm-hmm. they did a fine job. I think it was, it was they, 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 they did okay, and in some places they did great, and so it's like it's just it's me. It's like if I could edit, if I could be the editor and edit just a little, a little bit of stuff, add a little bit more here, take a little bit out there, add in like I said, an extra episode, maybe a couple extra beats in the finale. I think that's that's where my issues are. I don't have huge contextual issues um aside from one part of the clean arc which i think is editing um and some other stuff i think for the most part the show works which you know in some ways it's like wow (laughs) well i definitely don't think it was as bad as the ending of how i met your mother don't get me wrong it was a great season it was a good season yeah, I would place it like ranking the Glee seasons. I would definitely place it probably somewhere in the middle, and yeah. um, and the trust me, our finale could have been so much worse. And I had fears, <laughs> so um, but I just think that some of the part of like returning to Lima and stuff was stuff that they had wanted to do from the beginning, and maybe was not quite the ending that it building been building well, towards. And and the thoughts I had on it were. Like, look how many times they ended this show. They ended the show in goodbye at the end of season three. They ended the show in the <laughs> middle times. of season five. And I feel like... Also, this graduation. As, the yep. first time, season three. Um, they yes. shut down the Glee. Yeah, I mean, there's just... Yeah. There were so many places, so, especially for the for the general audience, to be like, I, well, I guess I'm done watching. <laughs> I feel like this 13 episodes was a continuation. They decide, instead of continuing with the New York arc and doing something that resolved the characters um, it, you know going off and doing their own thing from that New York arc they said we want to make a, a mirror image of the first front 13 and take it back to the Glee Club I understand them wanting to do that that's what their show was and that's where they felt comfortable writing because once even though we really like the New York arc um, they always seem to really you know like the, the McKinley school drama more so. And that's kind of what the show was. So I understand them bringing it back, but it did feel like but a continuation of the story. Think, um, don't you also think it's because they struggled having more than one setting? Yes. That yes. Too. So they um, had to get everybody in the same spot. That too. But then I think that they also kind of ending the story as Kay said from these different points that we these people got off so people will come back on to, to hopefully they're like well people like the first front 13 uh, maybe they'll come back and watch the last 13 or you know we want to take everybody back to where it all began and kind of redo the you know season one and then spit th- spit them out and do their own thing or season two and spit them out in there and do their own thing and doing that you are, it's, it's coming, it's a full circle writing moment and I get that, but you are also, it's not as organically coming out of the season five stuff that we left. If yeah. Any of, and also there are so many characters that, I mean, they tried with 2009 and I think that they did a half decent job, um, basically saying like, oh yeah, all these people who are really quite important to the overall story who we totally didn't deal with. In the beginning, we're going to go back in and give them a space to exist and, mm. you know, sort of rewrite the beginning from that move forward. They tried to basically retcon a lot of stuff. Um, mm. And I think that that worked. 
I, I don't think that was a failure. Um, the only thing that failed in 2009 was squeezing Chris back in those season one clothes. <laughs> no, I mean, I was fine with it, but yes, that was. <laughs> Kay, that is not a, at all what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I think she's right. Like, everyone else kind of I bought thing. all of it, <laughs> but every time we saw her, it was just like, like. I was having so like funny. it was so surreal and strange. It was I, so funny. It was just like it. Rem, it reminds you that it's a comedy. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like well, we're just gonna do it. <laughs> you like, can't this, go backwards. Yeah, yeah, no one saw that growth spurt coming. That much is clear. Yeah, <laughs> and and Starkey, to your point, I agree that a lot of my issues are again with editing, and you know, the wedding episode should have been two hours. The, the actual for serious finale, the dreams come true part of it, should have been two hours, so that we could get things like more closure on Sam and Mercedes, and um, you know, other things. I think two thousand nine should have not been part of the finale event, but the precursor, and then we have this mm-hmm. two hour event. Yeah, um, I would have. I, I think they could have. It could have been a ninety minute, and I think they could have done it. Yeah, because they're I not. Mean, it's like three or four short scenes, and they could have done it. Not that they did things that were bad. There's nothing in the finale that I take issue with. I guess I should put it that way. Exactly. There's nothing where I'm like, mm, this is, you know, not okay. There's Which is more when we had the when we had the idea of what the finale was going to be before this whole thing, or that Rachel was going to come back to Finn and Lima and be like, "You're my home. I forget about everything else I ever cared about." Like I was that like flips table. That's there's your how I met your mother ending. <laughs> that's, oh my god! Like that would have been like, why did you destroy this character just because you have this one set you want to use? <laughs> you know, like, there are schools in New York. <laughs> So, you know um, how many fan fictions I've written or like fan fiction ideas I've written where Sam just like where Mercedes was like, well, just get a house upstate and you can teach yes. there. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I'll have like, you know, a recording studio in the house and that way we both get like our thing and I'll tour over the summer where you're like, you know, not working. And I'm like, so Rachel didn't have to like literally give up her whole entire life and move back to Lima. Like there aren't like, there isn't yeah. a part of New York that's just like Lima. Like, there's New York City, and then there's the whole rest of that big-ass state. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of it is not yeah. a bustling with truck. We'll just put that way. Okay. So, yeah. um, I, do, I do think there's a lot of things that worked for... A, a lot of their stories worked. And for once, actually, I mean, Rachel is their main character, and her act, her story worked. And for a long I time, she that. kind of had no story, and it didn't go anywhere. Um Will's story, as much as I don't like it, worked. Um, Kurt and Blaine both had stories that, you know, more Blaine or less. Ever, Blaine only ever gets certain parts of stories. Because well, that was like season they, two all over again. Yes. Oh, sure. yeah. Well, they, 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 what they, yeah. I remember the Lima Heights adjacent podcast that I will actually agree with them. They made a comment that, and I didn't always agree with everything they said, um, that. Season six, they decided to go back to the season two rules and forget most of the rest of the series happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a lot of things that work. I think, um, I, I do think that Kurt's story worked. Um, it wasn't, Kurt's story was not about, well, whatever, we'll get there. I think his story worked. I think that um, Mercedes' story over the entire show 
totally works. She just has a story that it's like there's no screen time for it, but you absolutely see it almost to the point where you could we could have a web series of just her own independent life and then popping her back into stuff like with 2009. And like she has this whole world that is totally fleshed out through the little bit of plot exposition that we get where she's like, this is what I'm doing now. And it's like, Oh, she's been doing this for this amount of time. She's dating this person. She's fine. She's doing this. She's doing that. Glee just doesn't show it. Um, I, I have think a couple that, I think, I think a lot of the main characters that it, it worked fine, even for Sue, even for some of the smaller ones, I think what? the music is a mixed bag. And I think that's unfortunate because I wanted the music to be better planned out than it was mm-hmm. and some of that it might just be like my own personal like I'm going to be fussy and be like a music snob about some things but also I just think that there were sometimes it's like you just need to you just it's it's fine like you know we get it or like let the let the big moments breathe a little bit more or not mm-hmm. um, I have oh sorry go ahead. because they aren't they aren't selling they're not selling the hits at this point and if they mm-hmm. are going to sell the hits, it's got to be tied to a fabulous part of the story. I mean, I that's... kind of have a theory that they are using up all of the the songs that they had rights to. Oh, probably. Ooh. Yeah, I could see that. A lot of those '80s songs they had the rights to already, and they're like, let's just knock them out. We have all this vocal adrenaline. We had. I, I think there are a lot of times they didn't have as much story as they might want. They well, a couple of things, and we went in we went into it more in depth in the music. Um, uh, on the music podcast, but um, I think a lot of them had. Um, there, there's two things. One, a lot of the actors were like, I, I don't want to sing as much. It's exhausting. We need yes, a break. Absolutely. And then yes. the second was that we have all of these rights to all this 80s music. Let's just knock it out. And they did. Yeah. yeah. That's no, I agree. And they do have to have some filler songs for things happening. Like you have, there has to be a song where there's a glee club practicing in the background and they're going to actually be singing and dancing. But the most important thing is the foreground plot that's happening. Like those songs, they need to be there and they're fine. I just think that they need to ha- they needed to consistently have two meaningful character songs in each episode and mm-hmm. they didn't always hit that. Sometimes they had all of them in there, but they didn't well, always hit that and, and so sometimes it was that inconsistency that was frustrating. The show didn't need the music the way it did at the beginning. They were writing just a drama at this point and the songs felt obligatory a lot of the times. So like, oh, we gotta mm. have like Hurt Locker Part One is the worst. Where they're like, we just oh have my to have God, songs. It's so bad. Um, we just have to have songs in here, so we'll just stick them in vocal adrenaline at the end of the, you know, after we've gotten through all of our plot. They didn't have songs. They probably but didn't that, have any money. But to those have. songs were like uh, rehab in the pilot. Yeah. I mean, does anybody go back and listen to that song and think no. it's amazing? No, but it's a song that's, there's a reason why they used it in that particular way. It's just that they can't have, they, they had too much vocal adrenaline. So, Way all too right, much so, so to break it to break it down, let's break it down a little bit. Where we, we're, yeah, we're all over the place. Sorry, yeah, we're all over. <laughs> Let me try and focus. I have a couple of, of controversial opinions, and then we'll try and focus a little bit. I'll bring up different plot points throughout the series. Ooh, I love um, controversial opinions. Yeah, I have two. I have two controversial opinions. One, I think, as much as everybody hated it because it's not what we wanted, I and then you're not. This is not where you're. I think it's going to go. Um, I think that Sue storyline makes sense and fits in with their vision of what the writers wanted to do. Oh, I agree. I don't think people liked it. 
and I, I agree. I, I just was frustrated by the end of the season about it, but I do think it's exactly, it, it's a competent story that makes sense that, and it's just what the writers want to do. Um, I think that I probably wouldn't have minded if the season were longer. Yeah. And I know that a lot of it is Jane Lynch is beloved by the writers. Right. And, I think that if we still had a general audience that were watching it, they would have also loved it because Sue was really popular with the general audience. Mm-hmm. It's just that there was no more general audience. No, there really wasn't. Well, the thing is that, as we've discussed over the years in the podcast, like, Sue sells it. I mean, she really does. Like, you can give Jane Lynch anything, and she will sell it. And... I think that Glee needed to lean on that from time to time. Honestly, if there was an episode, like as much as I was frustrated during, I keep wanting to call it the Sue Sylvester shuffle. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the rise, the rise and fall of Sue Sylvester. <laughs> as much as I was frustrated watching it in the moment, she did deserve an episode. Um, I would have, again, I would have edited it just a little bit differently. Uh, the one I would boot is probably Child Star. I would like, I didn't like that one in terms of whether or not it was resonant to the scene. Because the thing is, Sue is a significant part of the show. And you can't, if you take her out, as we learned when we read the pilot script, if you take her out, it's not Glee. It's just not. And the thing well, is, looking back, because I just rewatched the the pretty much the whole series, and when you look, looking back, back now that I'm a few years removed and I'm not like itching for you know oh my god what's going to happen to my character my favorite characters and stuff the rise and fall of Sue Sylvester is not a bad episode no and it's, it's not it's it honestly is so funny and yeah I actually like child star but I get why you know like it followed the wedding and you know well, all of that and but I'm actually I'll make a I'll make a even though I'm not as fun I actually kind of like Rise and Fall of Susan Foster better than Child Star at this point but it's not because of Kurt and Blaine um it's because of some of the storylines and the thing um I my issue with Child the, Star is that we already had a lot we already had what we felt was the appropriate time spent introducing these new people in the glee club and I think that for the amount of episode episodes that we had, um, to focus in on this sort of, um, I mean, it's almost like a bottle episode, you know? It is. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, it's and I, for that reason, it was like, uh, you know, this isn't a 22 episode season. What are you doing? Exactly. Yeah. What is this? Like, I get it as in the newbies were, uh, the new newbies, which I think were something that worked about season six. um, I think they deserve to have a little bit of a spotlight, but the fact that they introduced Myron as a new character, it almost was like a backdoor pilot um, in that, like... You yeah, could see it was season just, seven if season seven was going to continue. Yeah, they, you know, I, and but, I would have rather them spent that time on yes. the new newbies. That would have that would have been fine, but this just felt it, it just felt not great. I'll put it that way. No, I agree. And if it's, it's it's the one thing that I think sticks out in terms of. Um, you know, I had the magic wand and I could look at all the episodes and be the person who edits. I would say, do we need this? I think this this bit needs to go. I definitely agree that if we were going to pull an episode out of the season and replace it with something else, Child Star re- pulls out a lot easier than 
the rise and fall of Sue Sylvester only because Sue's been with the show from the beginning. And you're right, like a whole episode to introduce Myron and and Billy Eilish's brother and yeah. and all of that. You know, it and I get what they're trying to do. They're basically like like Pam said, like saying like, you know, this is business as usual. This is what's gonna be going on even after the show's over. It's gonna be business as usual with these weird kids and these, you know, kids coming together and you know, it yeah. plays the same it basically same. is giving you the same beat that we got from I wanna say like the roads not taken, where the original Glee Club comes together and then dynamic duets where those newbies came together and then this mm-hmm. one where these newbies come together and they're just saying like, yeah. this is going to keep being the cycle if we can keep this group going. I mean, well, exactly. I'm trying to think if there's a plot line in child star that I think we needed. I will say not needed, but I think that it speaks a lot to what it was, was the, cause you all know, I'm not a huge Spencer fan, but the Spencer Allister oh, stuff, yeah. how normalized that was. And it came mm-hmm. right yes, after this. Gay it was wedding. boring. It was exactly. boring. And but I think that was important. <laughs> I think it's important sure. that it was boring. Fine. Fine. Except for that I only have so many episodes. I agree. Well, yeah. No, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like yelling <laughs> and I'm just rather, not trying to yell at you, but honestly, this is this is how terrible. I would rather that episode have been about Will. Oh shit. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> I if it, <laughs> I guess this leads kind of into me, and I will save my second controversial um, opinion for when we get to some of the other discussion. Um, I think that had we had a 22 episode, it might play a little better. Oh, yeah, it would have been fine. It would have um, been fine. But, yeah. It would have been my episodes. least favorite. It would have been the pot of gold of this episode. Even so, like, so we have 13 <laughs> episodes. It's, that's Oh my goodness. Um, so we have 13 episodes, but two of them are essentially finale related. So you only have 11 episodes because we built this Glee Club is actually the end of season six. It and is. everything is driving to that point. So you're missing two episodes to even like, so even if we had two more episodes that could focus in a little bit more on like Kurt and Blaine going back to New York and, you know, Sam reconnecting with Mercedes and, you know, wrapping up all these other little storylines. Um, if you know, that might have been where then Child Star might not be um as out of place feeling as it, it does feel within the context right now. I mean you so. could have well, first of all, this is the one that has the ropes course with Roderick, right? So screw that. Mm-hmm. You could have had yes, I agree you could that. have had um a check in on Sheldon, a check in on Will, a check in on I don't know, uh, Artie. Why is he even in this season? Uh, <laughs> Where the hell are Brittany and Santana gonna live? Well, they're going well, back to New York. That's all they. Say. Well, anyway, but they'll be what fine. Do they, do they don't live in reality. Living? They don't yeah, live in do reality, so it doesn't matter exactly. What are they well, freaking it, doing? I even Palestina. noticed in, tra- in transitioning um, um, that uh, that uh, Rachel said I have to be out of my house in a week, but they never say where she's going. So it's like, where's she gonna live? But I've where that she lives. Blaine live? Do they live in the rainbow apartment that used to belong to Blaine and Dave? Like, why? Yes, actually, I've decided that they do live there because Rachel moves in with the Hudmals because they okay. take in all wayward children. <laughs> oh, poor Bert! Oh, my goodness. So oh. anyway, to refocus if, a anything bit. like when she lived with Elliot, Bert's gonna have another heart attack. Oh my god! Well, she doesn't live there very long. <laughs> So, um, my second controversial opinion, though, um, because we touched on it a little tiny bit, is that I didn't necessarily need plot lines wrapping up Artie and Tina and Mike. 
I, 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 because, and this is going to sound horrible of me, I don't think that they got the amount of story and screen time during the entire series that fully warrants that much wrap up in the I disagree finale. with Tina, but I don't disagree with the other two. I disagree with Tina and Artie, and here's why. Okay, go ahead. They've been with the show since the beginning. I mean, up until season five, Kevin had never missed an episode. And so just for that reason alone, as someone who's watched the show from the beginning, been in the fandom since essentially the beginning, I just think it would have been nice as like a sort of like, you know, those are like those workhouse act- workhorse actors who are always there. They're, you know, whatever it is you want them to do, they're game for it. So I just felt like for that reason, that just out of... You know, saying, you know, we appreciate that you've been with us this whole time. We appreciate that you stuck around. We appreciate, you know, your characters that they got. And I guess they gave them that a little bit in 2009. But it would have been nice and sweet to, you know, they want to do this whole return to the beginning. Well, in the beginning, Artie and Tina had a pretty decent arc. They could have if... If the wedding episode episode were 90 minutes, as it should have been, they could have had one scene with Artie and Tina that talks about what they're going to do in their futures. Just a little Mm -hmm. teeny tiny bit. Doesn't have to get in the way of what she's doing with Mike. and Just what about, like, professionally, what are they doing? And it would have clicked in with what they have going on in 2009 and where they're at in the finale. Yeah. yeah, it didn't even have to be a whole episode. Just it a, just needed yeah, they just needed a scenes. tiny scenes. beat, yeah. like their um, Tuesday lunches. You know, they just needed a little something like that to just make it a little bit more whole. Okay, so um, oh shoot, what was my question? But again? those characters aren't really—they're not tied to McKinley in the same way. Like, you know, I would have way rather had an episode about Mercedes instead of child star, but Mercedes, she is not tied down by Lima. She does not give a fuck. She has a whole other bunch of stuff that she's doing that does not involve. Like she's clearly someone who has outside friends. (laughs) <laughs> the rest of it, she does. I well, mean, she always, yeah, that's always been a part that, of her. So you could have, I mean, 2009 was a, a, a great episode in terms of explaining, like, this isn't her whole world. She's going to be fine because she doesn't live in this tiny little world. She's, yeah. this, this this thing that she, that we have to then, oh, you know, re-experience all the things that are crappy for her. We We get to see that there's a lot of stuff that happens off screen that she mentions that is in no way connected to the drama of Glee Club or Lima or any of those things. She's fine. She's one of the only characters besides Kirk who had Elliot who did have outside friends because she had those um, background singers mm-hmm. that she was hanging out with in New York. And in season six, she's got a boyfriend. I can't exactly. remember his name. Because he wasn't Shane. Oh my God, he was <laughs> So, she's, okay. She's got a type. It's great. So outside of Sam, she's got a type. <laughs> I I have some questions um, uh, for you guys. Um, First of all, do you think the the series would have, or the season would have been better if it had been 22 episodes? Or we really, you know, minimize maximum damage by having it only be 13? It would have been better at 22 episodes, but I always want more of the things that I like. I'm greedy like that. I don't know (laughs) if they could have sustained a solid 22 episodes. I would rather have removed Child Star and 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 expanded what was happening. The wedding should have been like a one and two 
or like have there be a full wedding episode and then have everything else leading up to the all the other stuff in the wedding before the wedding be mm-hmm. in its own separate like episode. Like the clean reunion and, you know, all that yes. other jazz be in a separate episode. Between transitioning and wedding, yeah, probably like needed another the episode. Yeah, like getting ready for it. All that. They, they could have... They could have done a build up to and then a wedding episode that was just the party. They could have had just a simple, just a party episode. And that would have been great. Who wouldn't, everybody would have loved that. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm thinking with a 22 episode season, the build up towards their reunion, you know, they could have stretched that out. We could have maybe gotten more of what, you know, what Blaine's life with Dave was like, you know, they yeah, could have stretched that arrived, out. But- they could have stretched out a little bit more of I don't all think of the stories. They would have stretched still, those out. And they still, still would have cut things off. Like, you still know, still end with well, we'll still end with sectionals, but then give us a few episodes back in New York to they see what do everyone's it. doing and then end they it. Wouldn't, I don't I, mean, sure, I just don't I think they done. would write it. But that sure, that would have been very great to watch. I'm just saying I don't think they would have written that because they write all the high beat moments. And then all those great little intimate domestic details that we enjoy, they don't, that's not TV for them. So, well, I don't necessarily even mean the domestic, just the domestic details, but the story about Rachel choosing between Broadway and Yada, that could have been played a little bit longer and give us more reason to, more of an idea of why she made the choice that she did. Or Or even more with Jesse just. Exactly. I, I mean, the There's fact more of the matter time is, to let the stories breathe. The yeah. fact of the matter is, her match with Jesse is so well founded that I, like, I personally didn't need it. He showed up, and I was like, "Oh, great! Here we go. Everything's solved." Yeah, you could have broken up <laughs> Sam and Rachel, which they didn't exactly. Do. I mean, exactly. they wasted because I'm doing the the first listen Friday things, and I'm now at like the sixth duet. The two of them have. Yeah. And there's so much time spent on this Rachel Sam story that's just, it's it's nothing. It's a nothing story. And it's, it's so frustrating. I mean, I get when that her just, story is repetitive. It's like, you know, they had the week, they had What the World Needs Now, where they're like, let's get every, Rachel back to Broadway. And then they're in the week they're in now. And Mercedes is like, I know we just did this. We have to keep doing it. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, but if they really wanted to do a story about Rachel and Sam with more time, they could have maybe played on her being conflicted about being trying to be in a relationship again after Finn. Like, I just mean, like, 22 episodes would have let some of the stories breathe. Sure, we would have had more child stars and pots of gold, but I mean, just letting the stories breathe would have helped. And I do, and honestly, ever since season one, I've wanted. Jesse and Rachel to be Endgame. I, I mean, just hate that. Perfect. I, I just hate too. that the reason why we got Jesse and Rachel as Endgame is because Corey passed away. She should have chosen him. Yeah. yeah. It shouldn't have been a default. It should have been. I'm sorry, I'm eating a cookie as we do this. <laughs> oh, cookie. Anyway, um, do we want to do? Let's do a lightning round of plot lines that came up. Oh, before we do that, um, I wanted to say though the one thing. Because I think season six mostly holds together, but I think one of the big issues is that at the very beginning, and loser like me, we are we still have the smaller cast. We have the losers who are still Sue and Will, yes, Rachel, Blaine, and Kurt. 
And they really should have just focused in on that six. And then when they start ballooning up this big cast again, and we have the issues, but like to, to, it makes sense to me that they are like the losers and they, by the end of it, they're all the winners. I am amused that you put Sue in the loser category. Cause mm -hmm. first of all, she wouldn't think so. And I don't think we're supposed to think that at the beginning of the season, but yes, by comparison, beginning to end of the season when she's fucking vice president, Earth. yeah, she does yeah. well. <laughs> so they 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 have that, but um, just the fact that like the other thing that I notice, and this is production wise, is that you start off with the season openers written by Rab, and then you have episodes four and five. They are written. Well, like, no, I think it's Ryan, then Ian, or sorry, the Brad, oh. then Ian does the Hurt Lockers. And then we get six and seven, who, which are written by, like, writers that came in during season three and four. And then you oh, have no. the wedding episode. <laughs> you have the wedding episode written by somebody who hasn't been writing a whole lot. And then you've got these child star, these last three episodes before the finale, written by people who've not had any credit on a full episode before. So the decline in in quality is based on all of on this writing. Like you you start with the the I mean, why did they do that? I don't know. I don't know. But You're right. The child star episode, the person who wrote it, there's not even a hyperlink into like a page of other stuff they did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would you have I'm looking bench on the warmers? Wiki. Why would you have bench warmers writing your last season? I don't know. Like, okay, no rookie Now's your chance. Yeah. You're on the Same end thing. of the show. Oh my god, the rise and fall of Sue Sylvester even was written and directed by people who Right. Wow. Right. That's so that's why I'm like it doesn't surprise me when the writing quality dips because you're getting writers who are not who have not been in that room as long as RAB have. And you know that Ryan and Co. were like busy doing American whatever story. So <laughs> They didn't really. Let's just refer to it as that from now on. American whatever. <laughs> but is it anyway. crime? Is it horror? Who knows? It's kind of like towards the end of Buffy, where Joss Whedon was doing Angel and Firefly, mm. and so you're like, oh yeah. You can. I, I mean, you can. Who tell. are these people? What are you doing? You don't know these characters. You've ruined it. Oh. So yeah. Um. Yeah. There are some episodes in the middle there where they really could have used a beta. Yeah. For <laughs> where were you? Come on. What are your favorite parts of the season? Um, favorite parts of the season. You know, I actually think there was a lot of really funny. And yeah, I'll for a, say that. For a long time, they weren't doing funny so well. Um, and I do think that there was some consistent funny, which could be appreciated even with like. You know, maybe my favorite characters aren't on screen right now, but what's happening is funny. I think that's what that's what doesn't work with vocal adrenaline is that they're not even funny. They're just jerks. Yeah. Well, first of all, like the singer isn't that, that interesting. Guy, they sing a thousand songs. They're so jerks. Bad. It was like, ugh. Yeah. That guy was so bad. He was a horrible actor. I don't know what that accent was. He wasn't even charismatic. Like Jesse was charismatic. Blaine was charismatic. Jean-Claude or whatever his name was from Throat Explosion. Jean-something Jean Baptiste. Jean-Baptiste. <laughs> yeah, he was, they were charismatic. He was just... Oh, are we talking about vocal adrenaline? 
Yeah, you're just yeah. mean. We were, we, were, we were appreciating the comedy of the season, and I linked back to, I think, part of the reason that vocal adrenaline consistently didn't work is because on top of everything else, they also weren't funny. That's true. Yeah, you're right. They're just mean. Mean people. They were just okay. mean. Like, that Whenever all the other times they introduced funny. all the other times they introduced a rival Glee Club, the lead of that Glee Club was charming and funny. Mm-hmm. No, we got Blaine or and Jesse and yeah, also that. <laughs> Something. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to do a lightning round where I'm just going to like say a plot line and you guys say whether it worked for you or not. Okay? Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. Will deciding that he doesn't want materialistic objects and he really wants to teach and so he goes back to McKinley and teaches. It was predictable. I saw it coming. I guess it, it worked. It worked because it was supposed to be a parallel to the season one arc. Okay, cool. Um, Sue... Going absolutely crazy and becoming vice president of the United States. Sure, why not? She shouldn't have ended up in jail. <laughs> I wish she had oh. only two. Okay. There's only two um, roads sometimes. She should have ended up in jail and then like be like the red Reznikov of whatever prison she's Oh my she's god. In. That would have been great. So um all of the fourth wall breaking meta commentary during season four or season six. No, I think a, a lot of it worked. I'm not a fan of the uh, the Santana rant. Half of it's funny and half of it's not cool. Okay, I liked that part, but I'm not usually a big fan of too much fourth wall breaking stuff in general. Okay. Uh, Rachel finding her that her one true love is New York City. That worked. That worked. Rachel and Sam's romance. Oh, <laughs> two two vomit sounds. That one. <laughs> uh, Rachel and Rachel and Jesse being Endgame. Yeah. Oh yeah, that worked. Oh yeah. Okay. The new newbies. I liked them. They were cute. I loved them. I mean, I don't want I don't want the child star episode, but they were great. Between Roderick, okay, let me just say this: Roderick, Jane, and the twins were great. Yeah, Spencer was so it's bad. He, he was garbage. Bad. He was bad. <laughs> it was badly written, but also the actor and badly not acted. <laughs> and badly sung. He should have been on vocal adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, we already know how we feel about vocal adrenaline, so I won't go there. Um, okay, Brittany and Santana's uh, final romantic arc. It worked. I thought it worked. Yeah, it the redemption of Karofsky. I loved it. Not gonna lie, I I thought that really worked, and I think I had to do a little bit of preparation to get there before the season started because I had some initial reactions to it. But man, it worked. Oh, you and me both. I was dreading. I was it, so it glad. Really I was worked. so glad that I had looked at spoilers, so I didn't have that vomitous feeling. But in it, it worked. Kudos to Max um. Adler. <laughs> Um, 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 Tina proposing to Mike. That was weird. That was class A Tina. Of course she would. Why not? That's true. She's yeah, when you, She's having a hard time. No one. When you put it her. like that, when you put it like that, then yeah. I mean, yeah. of course she would. She had a chance. Might have worked. Coach Beast transitioning. <sighs> I feel guilty. Yeah. I feel weird saying that I really didn't like it. I really didn't like it. I just don't. I I think it 
it did things to the character development of Sheldon that is hard. I mean, sometimes sometimes your world is just complicated, and sometimes real life is really uh, quite unknown. And so you can have this uh, female character who feels the way that Beast had expressed themselves before, and that can still be someone who transitions, and that can be real and true because the world is messy. But if you're thinking about a fictional character built start mm-hmm. to finish, um, it seemed like, well, we only have so many choices. Somebody's got to do it. It can't be Sue. It can't yeah. be Will. It has to be Beast. Um, yeah. That said, Dot did a great job. Oh, Absolutely. So. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Where and yeah. it was interesting that on the LGBT um, podcast they were talking about how they felt like the writers only knew how to write, you know, cis, and they knew how to write transgender, but they weren't able to like deal with some of the more intricacies with gender identity. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, <laughs> they are right. While <laughs> you know it's good to have this diversity and good to have you know conversations about trans identity, the fact that they took a character who was very gray in her gender identification, um, and you know just felt the need to, it, yeah, it just makes it murky and yeah. it was hard because Beast um, had been. Uh, this really interesting character for non-feminine females. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Beast had a lot of really great stuff in there for that. Um, and then something changed. And so the people who had connected to, oh, but I, I felt something in myself reflected back in that person. I think that that was... That was a hard, oh my God, I'm, I can't, this is the only verb I come up with transition to make for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it works and it's fine because life is indeed quite complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you discover late in life where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And all of that is true. And so all of those things are, of course, totally valid. Um yep. And as you said before, that said, I think that it was one of the better produced portions of the sec- or the season. I think that Dot Marie Jones did a fantastic job with all of it, and the commentary about it was well, well done. And you know, having that three hundred feet choir up there, um, there's a lot of moving moments within oh the plotline. Yeah, so. I mean, the thing, the fact of the matter is that, that moment with Unique singing that song is mm-hmm. so fucking iconic. It, it transcends is. the story of Glee at all. And it's simply a cultural moment in a really big way that, I mean, if Glee had achieved nothing else besides just that one m- moment of representation and, like, awesome artistry, that would have been fine. Becky getting a boyfriend. I liked it. Liked it. I liked well it. Done. I, liked, um, I liked Becky's season six arc. She was great. Me too. <laughs> Me too. She's a dreamer. She's a lover. <laughs> uh, then basically redoing the pilot from another point of view. Actually, I liked it. Other than I loved the, it. The, the weird dissonance of Chris Colfer in season one clothes and hair just was strange. But the episode itself really worked. 
because I feel like I've been saying this whole time. Everyone was saying Glee never did an episode about racism. Da 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 da. And I've been saying like this whole time that's been what Mercedes, and to a lesser extent Santana and Mike's story have always been about. Mm-hmm. And then 2009 comes, and I'm like, oh, was I right? Oh yeah, I was. Yeah, and I, I agree. Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I obviously had no issue with the growth of that particular character in his clothes. <laughs> but, um, I there was a part of me that felt like Glee finally is owning up to the many, many microaggressions of Mercedes in 2009. But I also exactly. think I think it worked, and I think it was crucial because the show was more than what it had been, and I like the fact that it showed growth. Mm-hmm. And um, I, even if it doesn't make anything okay, I appreciated that they tried with Mercedes to say, okay, like we get, this is, oops, this was part of it the whole time, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think, you know, the songs were good. It was fun. We had all this nostalgia and mm-hmm. Wicked Song. It was great. It was great. Um, so that's pretty, I mean, I'm trying to think of the other arcs before the finale and I don't think there is anything. The funniest thing is them trying to get, oh, the, I know, uh, the return of Kitty and having Kitty integrated into, um, into the newbies, new newbies. It made me so happy. I actually really liked it. I think that she works. Um, I think it's, it was a little harder to, it's like, you can't like. Well, how old was she in season four? Like what? In season <laughs> she was a four, they were, they were sophomores. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, um, in some way, it made it harder for, um, for example, Blaine to appear to be an adult when the young lady he was in Glee Club with is still a student and he's a quote unquote grown up. Um, I think that she made she made the age thing blend and blur more because you know we're supposed to emotionally understand that these characters as the Kurt and Rachel are five years older than they technically are basically you know we're not supposed to see them as 20 year olds we're supposed to read them as like 23 year olds Hmm. so um that's the only part with I mean Kitty is not always like the most interesting character to me but she sells stuff she performs well she is the glue that holds things together and she really does her everything about her character is very much in the spirit of glee and i think that she really works okay so let's talk about claim and their arc where they you know they break up again but they find each other again and get married and live happily ever after and have a kid so um just overall thoughts about the entire season do you guys think it worked do you think it didn't work i mean obviously there's a lot of like grays because i think we a lot of us think that lots of things did work and some things didn't etc etc but open floor i think it worked i liked it i liked well i'm that strange person that likes when they break up because then i get character development and i love character development and I love learning new things about characters. So every time they broke up, I got a whole bunch of juicy character development. And I got to learn more about these characters that I really, really like. So give me all the... I mean, obviously don't make it a constant like breakup makeup thing. But 
give me all the story. So I just wish there were a little more time to breathe, particularly the reunion. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they got back together and got married in the same episode is the only thing that, that kind of bugged. But I mean, that's totally them though. <laughs> also, yeah, that's also true. I mean, true, I mean, but I, the- I have issues with um, the way that they the way that they edited and what we got to see of the beginning of the wedding episode, I don't think it mm-hmm. makes logical sense. And it frustrates me that they did that so poorly because the, everything else makes logical sense. And I have to just be like, well, aside from it's this one that, super yeah, important that, moment. Yeah. Um, I, it's my know, stepping stone or my sticking point. It's my, just, it's, it's, ugh, I don't like it. Um, I just were saying have one catalyst scene where Kirk kind of like, yes, yeah, they needed that. That's it. They that's needed, yeah. it. it didn't make one any sense. Beat. Why is he going out to coffee with Walter, but also telling him that they already got tuxes? And when is this running? And when is it like, what's, <laughs> what is it? yeah, there's oh a lot, my which God. is why imagine you could have split the wedding episode into two things, right? Mm-hmm. Where yep. we could have had all of the things that we enjoy and had a little bit more breathing room for the clean arc within that first half of the wedding episode and have that, that, episode one of the final scenes be their reunion kiss and then start mm-hmm. a new episode actually called the wedding yep. there they are they're american gothic it's adorable you know like, exactly and then get rid of child star yeah so i don't like that. and i would have appreciated um i mean i totally understand that their story arc was not about getting back to new york Oops. drop my earpiece their story arc was not about getting back to new york because they were going to go. They weren't like Rachel. Mm-hmm. They hadn't totally screwed up their lives. And Blaine's going to show up at a... He's going to put hard eyes on the... Like puppy dog eyes on the application to college and get in. He's going to be fine. Dude's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> he always gets in, right? Everybody always says yes. <laughs> if he got rejected, it would have been... I mean, I think probably what happened is I really feel like maybe he quit Niata. But whatever, that's fine. Yeah. Um, um, I would have I, liked a little bit more of their like adult slash professional planning, even though I know I don't need it because we see them in the finale and it's fine. And we see them, uh, we see Blaine talking to Sam and it's fine. Like we get that it's fine. Um, and I get that, you know, in transitioning, Will has to come back to the Glee club, um, because that's where he's transitioning into and Kurt and Rachel start to step back because they don't really care. But then, you know, they burn down Dalton and Blaine doesn't get, a line about it he doesn't exactly. like they um this is the hill i will die on i cannot believe that they did that to blame that it I pisses me off we get a whole episode sucks for him so after everything Rachel. else we get multiple he could have at least had he all he needed. I mean, Curtin Blaine needed two or three lines just before we see them, where he's crying and, Bl- and Kurt's holding him. A little. I bit, mean, a we get bit this whole thing about Rachel leaving her childhood home and how painful that is for her. That she didn't even live in for the last couple of years. But Dalton, yeah, but like Dalton played a big role in. That's where Blaine recovered. It's you know, his that's only it was, home. That's where he when he went back home. The way Rachel went back home. He went to Dalton. That was important. Yeah. Well, you know, I when he was... broke up with when him and Kurt broke up the first time, he was going to go back to Dalton. The fact that they burned it down 
And then yeah. Becky and was it, more upset about it on screen than Blaine was. Yeah. The fact and that Blaine didn't did get though, to have a moment to just express, like, Kurt and Blaine needed to have a moment of, that was really terrible. That place means something to both of us, especially to you, Blaine, but also, hey, we got engaged there and fell in love there and had all those moments there, like, that's meaningful to us, but it's okay, you know, we got each other out of all this, and they move mm. on forward, like, and that wouldn't have been two minutes of screen time, max. The fact and, that they did that, though, because they needed a way, because they wrote themselves in the corner, because the only thing, and they even make fun of themselves for doing it, was that they needed 12 people's, people in that choir. It's the only and damn fine. rule they remember. I'm, I am and, fine that they burned down Dalton. I'm okay with it. I just wanted Blaine to get to yeah. be a real boy about it. Well, and uh, so kind of going in a different direction, though, I just think it's so interesting that at the time people were so mad about the direction of season six and what it was going to do. And no, maybe it wasn't like it wasn't what I really wanted. But I do think it it overall, though, despite the little quibbles and we have quibbles with every single season of the show. I mean, come on, let's be real. Yes, that I think it did a good job of wrapping up the story that they wanted to tell, which was a story about a glee club. You know, so season five, the middle of it was this ending of the glee club. And then they brought it back and they, you know, they started from their lowest points and then they grew and they had a happily ever after. And I think on that level, they succeeded in the story that they were trying to tell. They did. Um, And they succeeded on a lot of stuff. I mean, I think they succeeded on a lot of stuff with Blaine. I just, no, I I feel like I'm just, (laughs) and I feel like with Kurt, I think his story is fine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What I what I would have wanted, if I could have, I would have wanted a scene between he and Bert somewhere 602, 603, Kurt back at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realize that he needs to come crying to Rachel, loser like me, because Rachel needs to have a moment where she gets to be a decent friend, and that's important. But... I would have really appreciated something uh, with Bert before Walter. Not Bert finding out about Walter. No one needs that. Um, <laughs> I kind of do, but I guess. <laughs> it's comedy, right? With Bert, hey, Bert. before Walter. Something Here's where your Bert boyfriend says, is older than you. Something where not just Brittany's saying it to him about holding poop in his hand, but where Bert says to him, it's okay to keep living and keep breathing while you while you are steadfast on wanting something. It huh. will be okay. Because everybody didn't know whether Kurt was going to be waiting multiple years or half an episode. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that would have been good. I, I With the wedding stuff, because I've ranted, they can go back and listen to those podcasts because I did a lot. Um, I... W- Post wedding, I wish they would have gotten a scene to themselves. There was just the two of them about, hey, we got married. What, you know, how are we moving forward with our life? And Mm -hmm. yes, I mean, which would have totally worked after they burned down Dalton. That's where that scene needed to go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think we're trying to do this. I'll write it. We'll write it. We'll write it. (laughs) We should have. Um, I think that um, the finale 
was there to say goodbye and to say these are where our characters are going. It was not a place to resolve the storylines. I think that somewhere in the, you know, instead of Child Star, you know, through the Rise and Fall of Sylvester, where it wasn't really appropriate, or we built this Glee Club, which was kind of just ending everything, they needed just one scene um, where they could have more of a resolution. So that's my thing. But other than that, I, I think... I think it was a good, good arc. And you know, a sex scene that would have been. Well, yeah. I, I mean, cool on it, obviously, obviously. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk. <laughs> Nothing about... says, "Look how far we've come," than saying, you know, a while ago, a few years ago, they couldn't even kiss, and now they're just going to totally bang on this yeah. for a couple of seconds on screen. Dalton burns. Right. They just got to bang it out. Everything's <laughs> fine. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So <laughs> Would have been way less boring than Spencer and Alistair. <laughs> oh, man, that's true. I know what I mean. Um, the same point. <laughs> or like the fan fiction I read, read where they get the call about Dalton while they're banging. That would have just been a great way to open the episode. Oh, yeah. That would have been fantastic. Way better than they're on their honeymoon. Their imagine, imagine if we just would have had a teeny tiny glimpse of them getting the call while on the honeymoon. What, what the set design would have been, just that short moment of the background that the set design people, they would have had the best time. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Clothes all over the floor, the room's totally destroyed like the one and I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Take out containers. The- Take out containers because they've been in there a long time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Garbage can full of condom wrappers because <laughs> you get to show the condoms. The, the gelmet, <laughs> like, like all destroyed in the back. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, um, let's talk about the finale and let's talk about these characters and where they ended up and if we felt that they, um, if it works or not. So, um, again, I'm just going to go through your character. Let me know what you think. We'll start with Will because he was originally the main character. He ends up running multiple schools or school or whatever. He's principal. He and Emma have a happy life. I'm a little sad that Emma doesn't get to be her own character at the end, but whatever. No, she's just um, a baby machine. Don't they have like four kids at the end? Yeah. Much like in the pilot where he was supposed to be an accountant, but he studied history and he ends up a Spanish teacher. Unqualified. Um <laughs> He is unqualified to do this job. He does not have an administrative um, credential in any way. So Yeah, my um, best friend's getting her PhD in educational leadership. Got at least have a master's. I mean, at least in California, right? You got to at least have a master's yeah. to be a principal mm-hmm. of a school. Yeah. No, you do it here, too. <laughs> but at I least mean, in my section. Sam doesn't even have an AA, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just, so, um. Hopefully there's some administrative person at the school is going to get all that stuff figured out. I mean, it is a time jump, right? Yeah, it? it is. Maybe he took online classes. Okay. All right. Maybe he took some classes. That's um, Sue, we already talked about. Uh, it's weirdly fitting that she... I'm not going to lie. I would much rather live in the universe where the president yeah. is Jeb Bush and the vice president is Sue Sylvester. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the so darkest timeline. It sounds really is. so much better. <laughs> and it, that oh, sounds like a damn fantasy. Oh, my God. 
<sighs> Hilarious. Okay. Um, Rachel, uh, ending up in New York, winning her Tony. I feel like this was foreshadowed from the beginning. I mean, um, there was if, no way in hell Glee was not ending with Rachel getting a Tony. She had to get that fucking Tony. I wish she would have. I wish they would have done the series differently, though, that she won for Funny Girl. Later on, no, in life she didn't deserve it. That, she didn't that deserve funny it. Funny girl had been no, no, no. the role that, that she got girl, at the yeah. end of the series instead right. of being her first role. Right. Like, I uh, wanted uh, to see Rachel uh, start out yeah. on Broadway as like teapot number one. Yeah, exactly. And that's then what work I meant. Her way, you know. Yes, and, and trip people the on the stairs and work her way up in. Yes, exactly. I would have that. That's what I meant by that. Um, Rachel, but yeah, fine. and I mean, I, it's so sad. Like, I don't even need a scene. I don't even. I don't even need a sentence. JC St. James just stand next to her and I'm like, it works. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about um, her being uh, Kurt Blaine's surrogate mother, which is not the same as biological mother? I feel like people keep confusing those two. Uh, you know, get, hiring uh, a surrogate can cost fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, and she owes them that in emotional damages. <laughs> Ain't that it? So, Ain't that it? I mean, I'm I don't fine really with have it. a problem with her being the biological mother, honestly, but. Um, I'm fine with it. And you know, it's kind of full though? circle for her, given how you know that was how. Even though they kept saying that, in that Shelby gave her up for adoption, weirdly in season three, but at the in season one, it was you know that's the story that they gave that her dad. I think it's also Im- important for Rachel to learn a small lesson that a child is a gift, a child mm-hmm. to people who mm-hmm. can't have one for whatever reason. And that in in bearing a child for another couple to raise and to see that child being loved and mm-hmm. her not having any negative feelings about this child, it allows her to feel better about her own mother. Whether mm-hmm. or not she can separate her own feelings from yeah. time to time and want to, you know, that's for them to work out. She's gonna maybe they Rachel's all gonna be, Rachel's gonna be difficult together. regardless. She's gonna be a pain regardless. At least they get a baby out of it. <laughs> um, what just as a funny side tangent, I think it's hilarious that the two Hummelberry scenes that were actually written into the script were actually edited out of the. Yeah, the, that, the that's thing. unfortunate. So they needed After all to of that time. It's it's yeah. kind of surprising that the things that they didn't resolve. Speaking of, well, Rachel resolve. doesn't really. Rachel, we just we see some stuff, but we don't really get any in depth. And I feel like the only depth we ever get with Rachel is with Kurt. It's the yeah. only place she's allowed to be more than just a one one note kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, what about, I haven't read that script yet, but you know. Well, let's start. What's, what about Sam and his mm. kind of taking over the Finn role? <laughs> I don't mind it. I always wanted Sam to be an artist because that had been something they had kind of played with, like the color me mine and the macaroni art and the glass blowing. So I kind of wanted Sam to just be like living on a farm somewhere making art. But um, I'm okay with it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he can make his art in his in his free time too. I don't um, mind. I have no idea what Sam should do appropriately as a profession, yeah. but he seems. He seems settled and happy, and he's just constantly out there being the nice guy. Be, you need a boyfriend, I'll be your boyfriend. Cool. That relationship was fine. No drama. Great. Moving on. Need a boyfriend, I'll be your boyfriend. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's, you know. Um, I, my, I am glad, though, that they allowed 
at least one of the characters to reject this notion that in order to be a success, you have to be a performer out in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's always one of my sticking points is that they just focus so much on the only thing you can do creatively is performance. And the only th- way you succeed is if you were a bajillionaire or something like that. I mean, and what sucks for Sam is they got rid of the football program at McKinley and well, oh my, that's his other passion. I know. I can know, I just say, I went sucks. to, a, I went to a high school that was a performance. It was, it was a magnet, it had a performing arts magnet. And, but there were students that weren't in that magnet like myself. So we still had all the sports. Yeah. All of them. And the kids that were in the performing arts magnet also played all the sports. Yeah. Yes. Because you can totally, I mean, we sucked and we lost. And the only teams that won were the girls teams with the football team was a joke to the point where even when my dad was in high school, he was like, you guys sucked, but even in the seventies, but it still existed. We still had both. If you were taking performing arts, you still have to take a PE class because it was required by the state. And sure, that PE class could have been dance because that's what I took for one year. But you still, there was still physical education because it was required by the state. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I will say what I said on the Dreams Come True finale episode is that, you know, they kind of swung too far the other way. I mean, when the show started, it was all about sports and it was all about, you know, this, these clicks. And I'm like, you can still have... I think athletics are important. I think it is important to be extra, you know, have exercise and, and, you know, uh, competition isn't horrible. And the fact they swung so far, like, yeah, we're going to get rid of all of the math and science of the world. Oh, it's like, no, you're no, stop Lee. You're no performing arts students, performing arts, high school students still have to learn math and science and English yeah, that's and history. Important. It's I mean, just the that whole... they had a seventh, the rest, all of us had six periods and they had a seventh, which is when they took their, which is when they did their, whatever their performing arts was. In removing all sports from McKinley, it was like, oh, I'll just spit right on Finn then. Like that was his, his whole, yeah. like, was the, the, like remember the pilot? Yeah. The pilot was, I'm going to do both. And it was like, what? Amazing. Yeah. He's our savior. Because when Kurt's like, oh my God, performing arts colleges would love to have a straight athlete guy there. Oh my God. Guys don't exist. That was ridiculous. And they do yeah. exist. I can't believe the they time. made him say that. Uh, I can't believe Chris they made Pratt. him say that. <laughs> Look at Chris Pratt. Yeah, exactly. He's literally that guy. It's like, all of the Chris's are really that guy, but anyway, seriously, um, except for Colfer, but that's okay. But yeah, that's, that's a different. Him. He's in a different category. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so let's. Um, um, who are we talking about? Was that Rachel? Oh, that's Sam. Okay, let's talk about Brittany and Santana and their non. I know we talked a little bit about this, but um, what are they going to do for the rest of their lives? They do mention that they are in New York. They do mention in that little conversation in episode six, maybe that they want to go back to New York, and Santana's going to try and go back to school to do what? Who knows? Brittany's not going to be a genius. Thank God. But it's okay. I don't know if Um, you guys saw my most recent headcanon post, but here's what I've decided is Santana and Britney's future. Santana will become a publicist. Oh, such a good. Britney does a lot of things. She teaches dance. She's also a pet psychic and a burlesque performer, and they will eventually have a reality show. Yeah, that makes sense. All these things make sense. I mean, the thing is, they're so hyper reality. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like I feel like they laid out what they could be and what they might do, and that's enough. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, um, what about Tina and Artie? And I, I feel again, like I get that they were here from the beginning, but I also feel like Artie's going to be director. They never developed that story enough for me to care about what kind of director he becomes, but he's going to be fine. Maybe a little pervy, but whatever. Um, oh, he's going to have so many sex scandals. It's not even funny. And then he's going to get me too so hard. Yeah. God. Uh, Tina is, you know, there is a story there, and I, I feel like this is unfair of me. I'm going to say it again, another un- unpopular opinion or controversial opinion. The Tina story is really about the person who is just not that good enough to get there the way, like, Rachel is. And that's fine. That, you know, you go out to L.A., you're there for 10 years, you do all of these little middling parts, you try and you try, and then you realize, hey, maybe I need to be doing something else with my life. Um that would have been I an interesting story. I don't story. have any issues with Tina's story. I mean, she fucking goes to Brown. She's fine. Yeah. yeah. She'll be doing something The only thing I wanted for Tina's story was I wanted Tina to experiment in college like Quinn did, but like more long term. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted Tina to Tina... show up one day with a freaking girlfriend. I wanted Tina to go after a guy who was dating a guy and have and him decide him. that he's bi. Where like mm. it finally works. She's been going after gay guys for all this time, and she nabs one. Like, I would love that for her. That's awesome. That would be great. I mean, it's we don't have enough episodes for that. No. <laughs> That's or, nor do they care that much. I just for once want somebody to be like Tina. He's gay, and she's like, no, he's not he's just bi. gay. Bisexuals are real. It's exactly. It's and say the word bisexual. And Mm. my interiors are bicorn. And when when bisexuals exist, sometimes they're in same-sex relationships, and sometimes they're not. You know, I'm actually I'm fine with Brittany saying weird things like she's a bicorn because she's a weirdo. And she, like, you can't expect her to use normal human language. But Santana okay. should have been like, my girlfriend is bisexual. I mean. Yes. Instead that of, uh, she's just bi-curious or whatever. She, um, Mercedes. That's right. I was like, if somebody was going to go after next Mercedes. Except for not fully ending up with Sam. It was perfection. Mercedes doesn't need Sam. She's so much better than him. I really just wanted her to to end up with Sam. Okay. I mean, they're cute. She's his best pairing. She's his best pairing. But he's not her best pairing. I mean, I have a feeling Tank's pretty great. Remember Shane? He was awesome. Right? Like... She okay. just, her, her world is so much bigger than this tiny world. She deserves all well the things. Done. And, well, and I just I just think that like she doesn't have to be tied down to somebody in the Glee universe who, you know, they don't know how to write an appropriate partner for him. Her. Okay, so. though, we said something that I want to touch upon from a long, long time ago, though, that, and you can definitely obviously correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember you saying something, though, about how you appreciated the Sam and Mercedes because then, you know, an overweight African American girl was getting a hot guy, a white hot yes. guy, and that was well, important to you. Not sure. just that he's white, but just so many times 
characters like Mercedes are portrayed as we're strong and we don't need a man and we don't have those vulnerabilities and we can do things on our own. And so it just would have been nice to let her have the love story because characters like Mercedes don't always get the fantasy love story. They don't get to end up with their high school sweethearts. We don't get that story. I mean, she does say, I don't need a man. But then she also achieves getting a man whenever she wants one. But we also get that, like, it's us against the world and we're just going to face things and we're so strong. and and Being alone. It would have been nice because I don't get to see characters that look like me have fairytale love stories like Kurt and Blaine did or like Rachel and Finn. I've never seen it. What I like about the Sam Sadie's story overall is that Sam dates literally everyone and Mercedes is his favorite. Yeah. Like no one, there's not, I don't care about the Britney thing. Like there is no one else who even comes anywhere near close to a true connection the way that Mercedes does. And I love that about their arc. It's a really great arc. And I do remember when it started there were so many people who said a girl like Mercedes could never get a guy like Sam. That was the fandom consensus that they didn't buy it. That that there's no way a guy like Sam would fall for her. And so it would have just been very nice because like I said, I've never seen a story where a girl that looks like me gets the, gets the fairy tale romance and the happily ever after. So see, and then there I subscribe to subscribe to Starkey's point of, you know, she was the be- she's the one to be with. Like she's the person to be like, you know, everybody the boys want to be with her because she's amazing. Like, yeah. So much in the same way, Kurt will ditch anyone at any time that he is in any way kind of so dating funny. the second that Blaine shows up. He's like, Yep, gotta go. Put you I'm gonna Bye. put my hands on and go get married. Uh yeah. <laughs> see ya. Um <laughs> to Mercedes, Sam is like, oh well, I mean, she's here. So, who are you again? <laughs> I well, I love that was even a weird part of the Sam Rachel stuff that he kept telling her. Well, you know, I'm still in love with Mercedes. Like that was yeah. a through line. Like he was like, just so you know, you're fine and all. But the second Mercedes says the word, it, you know, this is over, this is right? The- like <laughs> it cracks me up. Yeah. Um. It reminds me of that episode of in the early in Sex in the City where there was that guy Skipper that Miranda like was kind of dragging along, but Miranda leaves him a voicemail and he's having sex with his current girlfriend and he literally oh, breaks yeah. up with her. Oh, God, yeah. in the middle of it because so Miranda awful. left him a message. Yeah. Oh my That's God. Kurt. That's Kurt right there. <laughs> I feel like I need to write a, a one shot. Now I want to hear that. Now I want to read that pic. Oh my God. Please oh write my God. that. I'm going to put that on. Okay. Where, where they are broken. Put up. that in list of all the things. I do have a, I do have a list of all the things <laughs> where, you know, they're, they're not, this is an AU and they're broken up or something. They never got back together and, you know, things are happening. And then, then Blaine just calls him and while Kurt's having sex with somebody else and he just stops, he's like, oh, I got to go. See ya. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh I love it. God. Oh my God. Please write that. That is so Um, And so the only other kind of mainish characters are, um, uh, like Puck and Quinn, who we don't really get a resolution on, but they kind of tied that up in season five and are like, they right. do. Except they for the didn't Puck's trying to, to bang Blend's mom. Which I mean, all have hard. 
I mean, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Do you think they, because it's so weird. They come back. What if Puck used to clean Blaine's pool, but Blaine was at Dalton, so he didn't even know that his mom had oh been banging God. Puck like this whole time. Ew. That makes me so happy. Yes. Ew. It's so awful. No. It's so awful. Do you know I'm how many it. Blaine fans would be so pissed, though? Oh, my God. Why? It's ridiculous. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, so, I, I guess, I mean, is there anybody else that really we need to talk about before we finish up with Bart and Blaine? Like, were there other main characters that were like, wow, we should have seen the ending of this person's storyline? Jacob Ben Israel. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> After that naked butt sweat character oh in season God. two, I never oh wanted to see him God. again. Okay, oh, anyway, we'll no. talk about Green I did see him at the movies once, though. <laughs> do you know what I will never forget? This is so off tangent, but do you remember? Um, there was that weird party night that they decided to film because they were answering fan questions and I got really super drunk and the guy who played Jacob Penn Israel was there and it was like beginning of season one and he's like, hey, Chris, you know, some of the fans <laughs> want us to hook up and then Chris is just like, no, that's you. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, I haven't like, watched that in so oh long. Oh my God. I really need to dig that up so I can link it because I'm sure new people don't know what that was. But like, yeah. Oh, that was there are people who are <sighs> in fandom who didn't even know that they that the cast used to really like us. Oh, well, they did. <laughs> they used to I talk to us and everything. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh-oh, so, time to Curtin Blaine. Scoot Curtin Blaine's okay. ending. Which I think it's fine. I, I, I'm fine with it. Fine. I'm, I'm fine, fine with really it. I don't need a reunion. The only I thing I don't like show. is those outfits. With the oh stripes god. and all the powder. Oh, oh my god. I will say. I will say. It's the future now. Blaine's hair is still not right. I know. We're one year away <laughs> now, from. Now that from, we're in the future, I feel that we can accurately assess styles. And Blaine's hairstyle is no bueno. <laughs> you know what, though? Here's the thing that creeps me out. That hairstyle, that is how my dad wears his hair. I'm not even kidding. Oh my god! I'm not even kidding. And I was like, the when when Blaine, so came, got, I was like, oh my god, dad hair. He's got dad uh, hair. He's not even thirty, and he has dad hair. Yeah, <sighs> it's just terrible. But that's the thing, though. I mean, like, yeah, I I don't want people to be disappointed, but I don't think there's a whole lot to say. Like, we like there's it. Not. I agree. You you've expressed before that you would have rather them seeing Daydream Believer to their oh, child yeah. than to I agree. some random kids. Um, but I understand Glee was about music education, and it's fine. It was fine. Um, yeah. I would have liked it's time to start out in the in the auditorium yeah. and then play over. A, like maybe like it's in the auditorium and then on the screen it's just five years later and then play over like a montage yeah that would have been really sweet doing. i would have liked that too but i get it it's probably budget i mean i would have been like anything. full-on weeping yeah it's fine yeah that's kind of i will i will say this and i feel like maybe this isn't fair when we watched the finale for the first time right and the people that i were with they were like really like 
oh my goodness, Glee's over and everything. And I was like a little underwhelmed. I'm not going to lie. I was like, yeah. Oh. I'm like, that's fine. It did what it needed expected, to, but it felt like, yeah. I expected to cry because series finales like always make me cry. And so I really expected to be just like crying through the whole thing. And then it was over and I was just like, oh. I yeah. didn't expect to cry and I felt content. Yeah. And that just felt point. nice. It just felt but nice. I, I feel like the story ended. The story ended in a wet in the wedding episode. It ended in We Built This Glee Club. So we've been getting all of these endings and it just felt like, all right, that's done. It's just weird because I cried through the finale of Orange is the New Black and I haven't I stopped watching that three seasons ago. I just watched the final episode. That's all I watched. I didn't watch the last like two seasons and I still like was emotionally just wrecked through the ending. And then Glee, which I watched the whole way through and had way more of an emotional connection to the characters didn't touch me emotionally as much as the end of the show that I quit watching when they murdered well, my favorite character. You know what else New Directions, the episode, had a better ending feel to it than maybe Dreams Come True. Like, the way they wrapped that up felt like they hit a lot of those emotional beats then. Like, you know, saying goodbye to the I think choir maybe room. I, felt, doing- I think I maybe felt prepared because of all those endings. I think that's True. why I just felt content. I just felt, yeah. I felt okay. I, yeah, I liked exactly. it. I was relieved that they didn't how I met your mother it in any terrible oh. way. Also that nobody killed Khaleesi. Everything's fine. <laughs> um, you know, like, you know, they weren't in purgatory and no, I'm kidding. I actually liked yeah, the last like, ending, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one, I'm much more chill with that one. They didn't go to a random battle like, where you're certain that all your favorite characters are about to die. Like the end of angel. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like um, the office ending, though. They, some people's lives changed and other people's didn't. You just moved on. And that was that's a good ending. Um, so, yeah. You know what show had the most perfect ending and I think all shows should should aspire to? Dawson's Parks Creek. and Rec. Oh, Parks and Rec was the same thing. They no, the I wept through the ending of Dawson's Creek. Why the fuck did they have to kill Jen? <laughs> Anyway, um, so, uh, but you're right, Parks and Rec was a really brilliant one, too. Um, uh, I know yeah. neither of you watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but it they had did. a great ending. <laughs> we'll plug for that, too. And a reprise. So I didn't like know musicals, that Amber had appeared on that show. She until... did. In her, like, in the, like, when she had stopped being on, so it must have been season four of Glee, where she was sort of. Like not really around, and she was doing Dancing mm-hmm. with the Stars. She was on there for. She was on the episode with uh, Ricky Lake. She played a ghost. It was great, or a ghost okay. backup singer. Anyway, so I have one more question Plug before over. we talk about. Um, let's. I have this question, and then we can talk like maybe favorites and least favorites of season six. Okay. Okay. Um, how do you guys feel about reboots? Um, well, if don't... they reboot Glee, it needs to be exactly the same tone as this 90210 reboot because this shit know, is hilarious. That's kind of how I feel about it. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, um, I didn't even watch Beverly Hills 90210 when it came out. But what oh, they're I did. doing is oh, that. Oh, my God. Um, it was my favorite show. They, instead of writing the characters, it's a bunch of meta on the actors, and the actors have all come back. To and, play the craziest versions of themselves. Yeah, to play these, and it's also all these meta commentaries on themselves. And they decided to redo the show again. 
Um, and the and dream sequences of them in West Beverly and like their old like hair, and they're just having like these nightmares about being back. Like, if they're gonna bring me really back in ten fifteen years, it needs to be exactly this tone. I don't want. I don't really. I personally don't need a Glee reboot ever. I don't um, need it either. And they can't have Chris, and he's the emotional heart of Glee, so it's not happening. They, well, he, I don't like need Shannon a reboot. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He would be like the Shannon Doherty that they have oh to like beg to come back. If they, I'm not saying I want a reboot or that I need a yeah. reboot in like 20 years, like fucking 60. So I'm really not going to care. But if they were to do it, it would. I would need it to be this exact yeah. same tone as I, the new 90210 reboot. I, I want, want a reunion concert. Yeah, they can do one in New York and one in Los Angeles and one in Lima, Ohio. I don't care. I can attend one of those. And oh well, good for you. I can't. You can go to Lima, Ohio. Oh, who wants to go to Lima, Ohio? No one. That's the point. <laughs> point. No one wanted to be in Lima, so it was crazy. Just that they do went one back. in New York, one in LA, and one somewhere in the middle, and we're good. Lima, Ohio, and we're good. Well, I'll come to the LA one, and one of you guys wants to yes, up. see. Hell see yeah. And then we'll go to Tramp Stamp Grannies, and it'll be awesome. Oh, man. Okay, so, yeah. No, I just, I've seen a lot of reboot talk lately, and I'm like, no. 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 You don't. I just don't Sometimes a great story, you close the book, and you just like that was a great story. Do you guys remember all of the promo stuff for Endgame, where it's like every journey has an end? Mm-hmm. One part, of, the it's end like, is the part of the journey, or whatever it is. I mean, tasting a lot of journey, it's time to end. So, <laughs> <laughs> my bad jokes are so I, bad. I can um, get my, I can get my enjoyment for the canon that we have, and yeah. for the amazing world of fanfic <laughs> that continues on. That yeah. I just, I just, I don't need the story's done. It's done. I, I don't need any more canon. Um, Do I want to see Chris Colfer in some more Kurt clothes? Yes, I'm a pervert. But the story is done. (laughs) I'm going to like another sound bite. If I could, if I actually kept all the sound bites of snarky (laughs) that I have over the years. Good Lord. Anyway, (laughs) that's what you should intersperse in the finale of. Oh my God. I'm not listening to all 160 (laughs) podcasts again. Just for. No, no. I've been going back and listening to some of the other ones on the train. There's some that I. I You're got really so behind. Good. You have such good guests. I'm not talking about myself. For the time being. So. I'm not talking about myself. I'm saying the people who have come to this podcast have been amazing. Yeah. What an amazing group. Yeah. Seriously. Okay. So, hard hitting facts time. We're going to do. Gosh, I don't even know. Oh, wait. Can I see what I would have done with the finale? Because I'm an 80s kid and a lot of shows used to end this way. While oh. they're singing I Live, you freeze frame on the character and just put oh, on God. the screen like, Quinn and da, blah, 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 blah. I would have <laughs> just done that. Just a quick fr- freeze frame. Quinn and Puck, you know, stay together for two years and then they get divorced mm-hmm. and go their own ways, blah, blah, blah. And, and, um, Lauren Sices becomes WWE champion and marries yeah. John Cena. That would have been like, hilarious. That would have been you know, hilarious. That would have been hilarious, but I think it would have taken away from the. the it would have taken away from the emotional parts. Yeah, but it would have been hilarious. But it would have been funny. We we should do that. Somebody should fan make that. That would be hilarious. It should have been part of the season three graduation episode. 
<laughs> like a like a flip through the yearbook. Yeah. <laughs> See, that would have been funnier. Absolutely. Again, we can write this shit, yeah. ladies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Let's do. Um. Let's just be positive and stick with favorites. Um. Let's do. What was your favorite episode? And what was your favorite performance of season six? Oh, damn! I knew you were gonna ask this. I'm so unprepared. Um. <laughs> I think I right now I have agenda that I gave you. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. I just um, because I haven't gone through all the first listen Friday stuff and like really thought about every single Mm. performance yet. I like haven't even narrowed down to like a top five because I have I I have like so many for so many characters. Mm. I think my favorite episode was Homecoming. That is funny. That is a very funny one. And I think my favorite performance. Oh my god! I know that's a hard one. It's hard. There's so okay. I'll look, I don't like Child Star, but I like all their other ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's your favorite episode? Is everything that's on Child Star? Well, oh no. I goodness. mean, in varying degrees. I have like a top three. You know, I really appreciated 2009. I was going to say, I think mine might be 2009. I think just overall, you they know, just, they did something, they did something different in the particular, in this season, in that episode. And I thought that they did it really well. I will say, okay. So I think the 2009 is my favorite overall episode, but I think the favorite clean stuff is the stuff in the Hurt Locker part two. I think that is some of the best clean material, even there's only like five minutes of it that we've gotten ever. The Hurt Locker part two. Including Jigsu is no other show could do this. This is amazing. So kudos to them. Jigsu was so creepy, but that's because I used to Yeah, hang I'm just out saying this guy. Like, everything like, about the concept of a hurt locker, everything about it is so insane. And no true. other show could have pulled it off in this way. Community it was both is probably the insane, only other but it was both insane. And heartfelt. I feel like like Community is the only other show that could have pulled off something that batshit crazy. Irreverent. Yeah, they were irreverent. (laughs) That moment where there's like this totally amazing kiss between these two characters and creepy puppet arms. Like, that's (laughs) Glee. Right there. (laughs) I I used to... to Gay gay guys kiss, it's emotional, and there's a creepy puppet comedy at the same time. I used That's to hang it. out That's this guy whose birthday was around Halloween, and every single year a new Saw movie came out. So every single year we would go, and so every single year I would I have nightmares. It. I can't handle it. <laughs> every single year I'm having nightmares watching these Saw movies, and so Jigsaw just creeps me the fuck out. I can't. You know my tag for season six was American Horror Story Glee. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Anyway, um, I don't know if I can pick up favorite performance either. I I just find it sing with Blaine and the Warblers. Ah, yeah, really? Maybe somebody loves you. I really love that song. I really love what they did with it. Maybe I lived. I lived is really fantastic. This time is really fantastic. Also, tightrope. Oh, tightrope. And take me to Mm -hmm. church. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. All about that bass. Another. Oh, you know what? You know what? Oh yeah. I actually have, like, I think my favorite Will and Sue moment is the final countdown. 
I fucking love that. So I, funny. I lo- you know, I love it, it so much. So funny. That it is was a really so good moment. Perfectly insane, and I love it. I'm so glad. That, um, I'm so glad that Will and Sue had that moment. Um, I really enjoyed Popular. I thought that that was great. <gasps> Popular. That was Popular a good was one. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think Artie singing Pony is perfect. Oh by the way, I would just like to throw out there, I did know what the song was about, even <laughs> no, if I didn't know the title. I remember. You want to ride a pony. Oh, do you want to ride my pony? <laughs> I was like, oh, Pam. And I can't I know. remember the name. <laughs> Let me look it up. Mercedes's last, Someday We'll Be Together. Someday, oh, we'll, someday be we'll Be Together. together. It's a gorgeous yeah. one, too. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, she, I think the finale the the, are all really great. That's the only time I cried in the finale. I'm not going to lie. I cried. Yeah. 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 Um, so how do we think now that we've reached the end of the series? How do we feel? I feel content. I feel good. I mean, I don't, there's (laughs) things that I love. There's things that I am, you know, kind of emotional about from time to time in the good way. Like it's making me feel like all the positive things that you can like about a show and a fandom, all those kinds Mm. of things. Like at this point with fandom, I have a certain amount of fandom. It's great. There's just enough. There's not more fandom content than I keep up with. Fabulous. Love that because there's too much. Um, And, you know, the things that I want to hold on to, I can. And the things that I can let sunset about um, an active fandom with active canon, like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I feel like we got a lot of really happy endings there are some sad endings to the glee story a couple deaths in there that are not great for various reasons but for the most part everybody else is pretty okay you know we got a lot of people out there living their lives being happy having successes doing the things that they love we got a lot of great happy endings out of it do you think that this show we are past the, you know, it being the it show of like seasons two and three, we're past all the fandom drama, we're past it being over for years. Now we've got new people, a new generation, you know, finding it on Netflix. Do you think that the show almost plays better now that we're away from the time that it was on the air? Like somebody sitting down can watch the show, like reading a book. You binge watch, you watch all six seasons, you get to the end, and that was a that was a fun, entertaining thing. Well, yeah, does, because they I think don't it does have, work. Whoa, one at a time. <laughs> they don't have first. the ten thousand hiatuses that that we had, where things would happen and the show would be gone for eight weeks, and we just have to stew in our own drama. You know, anytime you go into a show with closed canon, binging it is easier. Because you don't have those breaks. You can just go through the story without interruption. I mean, I might might find that the story drags more in the things that I don't care about because I don't have other fandom things occupying my brain space. But I do think that those hiatuses... Oh, God. (sighs) Well, you know, I actually... I feel like, because we've been doing this rewatch now... And I've been trying to not watch the show except for on the rewatches. And I'm finding things that I normally wouldn't ever watch or got sick of during just fine. Like there's some things like, it's like, fine. See, exactly. I'm not, it, because I, 
I know what's coming, so I'm not impatiently waiting for my thing. I'm not a toddler waiting for their ice cream cone. Exactly. So now I watch through and I can watch those, you know, season four episodes with all those newbies that I personally have a hard time getting through or the season three. Well, season three is still horrible. No, um, season three is still terrible. I tried to watch it, it really, right? There's so, a lot of stuff where it's like, oh, why are they spending time with it? Which is still how I feel about Child Star. I'm not going to not feel that way. No, I um, agree. But, I'm not going to ever think that. Finchel were tolerable in season no. three. Rachel was intolerable in season three. But I also think it flips the other way because when I go back and I watch season two, anything that is not related to Clayne, majority mm-hmm. of what's not related to Clayne is horrible. I don't think it's very good. Whereas seasons four, five, and six, I will sit and watch the whole episode. But season yeah. two, I think, is is it it's interesting what you know, your original emotional impression on a thing, how it lasts, because sometimes when you go back and you revisit the thing, it's not the thing that you thought it was. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap up though, I know, Kay, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about your favorite fandom experiences. Well, I just thought that we always talk about, you know, all these horrible moments in fandom. So I thought it would mm-hmm. be fun to talk about our favorite things that happened in fandom sure do you have one in mind that you want to go first i have a couple so this was i think this was before i knew you guys we had this weird we got the boy band the boy band ship war just started one night when it was me and some other people some of us were clean shippers some of us were um Sublane shippers, but also we were very strictly drawn on the NSYNC versus Backstreet Boys. Mm. And we just spent the night fighting for our ships back and forth using boy band music videos. And it was the most fun I'd had on Tumblr. It was just hilarious. And it's also how we introduced people to the fact that Matt Morrison was in a boy band because people didn't know. Mm So people's reactions to that was really funny. But there was also yeah. things we did to fill some of the some of the hiatuses that I thought were really fun. We had Friday night gift parties where we just gave a topic and then everyone just had a we just had a post where you would add a gift, like a party gift or like, you know, something like that. Um there was we did a Blaine appreciation weekend where we just everyone just wrote a crap ton of little fan fictions about Blaine, baby Blaine, and just people who didn't even normally write Blaine got into it. So we got just a really fun weekend of fan fiction. And then there was, I think it was So Thinky who did it when we had one of the really long hiatuses where she would basically give us a question and ask for like our head cannons. And so we got a lot of really good meta every day through this like super long hiatus. So That's I just cool. really like those things that we did that were fun yeah, and, and brought yeah. everyone. Yeah, because we, you know, fandom can be so dramatic and, kind. and I can't crazy. say there was a whole lot of positive experiences I had before the show ended, but I will say before um, season five started and the riots that went on about. The filming at Dalton about the Ring Watch about yes, that was Ring that was fun. fun. Oh God, that was so much fun. Oh my that was God. Like I mean, the happiest. The thing is that the Glee fandom was fucking gigantic. So yeah. there's yeah. always going to be, you know, when you have a lot of people, you can't exactly cultivate sanity. 
that's fine. And sometimes when there's so much going on, it just makes for a hyper creative environment, which we had. And so as much as sometimes I was like, oh my God, this person's so irritating. At the same time, the environment of all of that input and reaction and creativity built more creativity and more creativity. And so it ended up having, like, I think it was a net positive. It was a net positive for me. And hopefully it was a net positive for other people. Well, that season, people weren't jerks to one another, which yeah. sometimes people were jerks to one another. But season four was probably aside, one like, of the most creative times of the entire series. Honestly, it was like, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Because I've been in fandom since season one, so I just experienced. I my fandom experience ran the gamut. There was moments where I dealt with a lot of really garbage racism, but there were also moments where there was a lot of support and everyone had a lot of fun. So, but it's sort of you know, like it, that that classic artist story of like, wow, you made this really great album. Oh, thanks. I was super miserable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, and it's it's kind of nice to reflect on positive things as TBD winds down. I mean, and I think TBD been... has helped me in terms of my own like coming to a closure place in terms of yeah. like feeling content with finales, feeling content with things being over. I mean, I am, you know, I am not separate from things that are happening, but I'm more okay with with saying i think just in the same way all of the goodbyes of glee prepared us for the net for the finale i think all of the goodbyes of fandom have prepared me for the end of the tbd rewatch the end of that sort of like regular schedule of things and feeling like things will go on it'll be fine it'll be different people are still here people still have those connections like yeah. fandoms change and move and that has to be okay Exactly. And, and I, I think, think that TV yeah. has helped us feel okay about it. And I love that. I think that it's, I think it was Julia was talking about this on something else where she said, basically, you know, this is how I felt. This is why I started TVD was the fact that I wasn't ready to say goodbye or I was afraid that, you know, I had just met these people who yeah. were really great and positive influences in my life. And I didn't want to let that go. And if I didn't have glee, what would we have? Would we, you know, and now that yeah. I'm here at the end of it, it's like those friendships aren't going to change. I can still send snarky in my schedule every week. That's fine. Sure. Um, <laughs> what will I do with it? <laughs> okay. Maybe not, but we're you not might, God knows person. what you're going to get yourself into. You I can't know. sit still. No, I have lots of things on my plate, but yeah, you know, which is good. It's great. We can still send Kay headcanon props and have her headcanons, you know? You still do these things with other people. We're still, we've got this Discord channel where people can come and go as they please and have conversations still. Just because one thing is ending doesn't mean another thing is not beginning. I mean, so. Tumblr, uh, fandom has even survived the fact that Tumblr's probably going to go. And people have already preparedly made their pillow forts. So that transition will be like, yeah, whatever. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I started fandom in TV Without Pity, and then that went, and then Live Journal, and then that went. I'm just going to move, you know, wherever I need to move to. But, you know, we've got the Big Bang coming up. It's, you know. There's yeah, a, I mean, there's a green Big Bang coming up. There's a Glee potluck. I I might do with another person, I might wrangle a Glee Big Bang for um, early next year, just because there's a lot happening 
this year. And I would be surprised if there isn't somebody who's like, you know, fuck it, let's just do an advent. Like somewhere in November, someone's just going to just go for it. Because people are still around and they want to do it. And that's great. It's great. And the cre- that's the thing. The creativity, even though like a TBD was very much, and, I mean, I can't believe it, it started as a prompt, but it, it was very much a place where we can talk about meta and we can talk, do these podcasts and do the rewatch. But now it's time to like, it's okay to move on and be involved. I mean, just about everybody has other fandoms that they're in, but it's okay to still be a part of the one that you were in previously as well. Uh, it's yes. this weird mentality that I see like, oh, you're not in Glee fandom anymore because you like MC it. Well, no. I still like Glee. I just have more things that I enjoy. Like I still like The Office, which was before Glee. Like that is that's going to continue even if I get to finally have a vacation. So, and I, if you do deserve that damn vacation, you and really if, do. If fandom is going to survive, then fandoms need to survive. It can't be yeah. one and done. It has to be an appreciation of all of these various things. And I think that. As we move forward in the future, I mean, Halo just just won a fucking Hugo Award. Like, the infrastructure for (laughs) fandoms being respected and cared for is there, and it's only going to continue. I mean, I really, I think that it's not that long until fandom has a platform service. Probably. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I don't know how to make that happen, but... (laughs) Uh, you totally would if you could though um yeah because i think what we have with ao3 is so amazing and Mm -hmm. so we should have the other thing and it wouldn't i mean i honestly it's not impossible we're not general i mean you know it's hilarious that we cost verizon a bunch of money (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i think we could have bought ourselves out too that's that's what drives me crazy is i think about it and i think oh my god fandom could have just if we just if we had the organization which is not that hard, but if we had the foresight and organization to collectively own it, we would just own it, and then we could have it, and then we could do whatever we wanted to do by vote, and it would be, it might not be perfect, it's not going to be perfect, but it would be ours, mm-hmm. and it would exactly. be a work in progress, and it could be great. So. Well, on that note, I think I am going to wrap it up, though, because I think we've said everything that we've wanted to say about season six um and if you missed it go back and listen to one of the episodes we we really were pretty thorough this season so um, my emotional wrap-up for season six is going in i had a lot of anxiety but by the time we came out the other end i was fine it was good like what a a great ride like did you guys ever watch oh sorry oh i'm sorry I was going to say a really nasty joke. So, anyway, I was looking like a good fart. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> anyway. Um, on that, okay. I remember the way, that I went into, the way that I went into season six was on that 70s show, Hyde was teaching Jackie how to be Zen. And he told her that whatever happens is just like, whatever. That's cool. So, that's how I went into season six. I was like, I just want to like enjoy it. So, every time something happened while it was airing, I was like, Whatever. That's cool. <laughs> and that was how I dealt with it. Well, that's a great way as we wrap up our final episodes of season six. Be like, whatever, that's cool. Um, also, not- but it's Glee, shrug. <laughs> Glee, also, shrug. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, guys, for, for talking about season six one more time with me. And this is our last wrap up post. So um, that's awesome. Thank and, you for um, opening us up to joy. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
this is special because we're a part of it or yeah exactly yeah exactly it's it's gonna go all over the place place. um (laughs) join us next week i believe that is when we are going to be doing the general wrap-up i think We'll see. Uh, let me check the schedule, so. but yes. Probably. Well, um, if it's not, it's my fault. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> It's probably Snarky's fault. Um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, just a couple more episodes before the finale, which is a very special finale. Just check it out. We are still available. Um, so they're hanging out on Discord, so check us out. We're going to be doing some really neat stuff there. And otherwise, the I hope you guys- Discord rewatches are great. They I would are. suggest if you're in the right time zone, go to both because you don't really watch it. You just talk and it's fabulous. It is. It's amazing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, and um, join us next Sunday night. See you guys later. Bye. Yeah, bye. But now they're okay Only me or my You're the apple of my eye Girl, I never loved one like you Found you hiding here So won't you take my hand, darling There's nothing that can stop you From becoming popular Lar